Hey, you're listening to Crowning Podcast. This week's episode is about precedence, precedence, precedence. We talk about the first round of presidential debates, Tory Lane's recent endeavors, and the Breonna Taylor case, or lack thereof. Let's get into it. You're listening to Crowning Podcast. Crowning Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. This is Crowning Podcast. I'm Anne, and I'm here with Alex. Okay, so um, we're your host, and I just think that we should start introdu- introducing ourselves in the beginning of our episodes because a lot of people are referring to you as that guy, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I think it'll just be better if we just get ourselves together and you know do things professionally. Okay. So, you guys. We are now on Apple Podcasts, so you guys can go ahead and subscribe to us on there as well, and um, you can even comment and be part of the conversation. So uh, go ahead and leave a comment. Uh, review. I'll, I'll wait. It takes two seconds. You know, y'all got time to go back and forth with people, so go on ahead. Use some of that time to tell us how much you're enjoying our show before we start the episode i just wanted to thank the people who do return to each episode and listen or people who are tuning in for the first time today Uh, i appreciate all the encouragement and the critique you know um, i take them very seriously because it means that you guys are listening and you're supporting and um i i appreciate that like um my goal essentially is just to create a space for something authentic something honest and something passionate so uh let's get into the first topic the first topic i want to talk about was uh brianna taylor so uh the cops who shot and killed brianna taylor in her own home were I don't want to say acquitted because I don't think they were ever even charged with anything. One guy was charged with the gunshot that missed, the shot that hit a neighbor's home. And I don't know about you, but I think that made me sad when I heard that. I just, I felt really sad. Um, Yeah, I felt similarly. I, I guess, you know, in my head, I was kind of, like, wondering, like, in the the time leading up to it, I was wondering, like, what does it take to kind of get that kind of respect from, like, the legal systems that we have? And I was assuming or I was hoping that, you know, like, the we could kind of force some kind of change through, like, you know, just the general dis- displeasure that... that the outcry. Yeah, the outcry. From the community. But it seems that they don't care. And, I mean, we already knew that they don't care to a certain extent, but it's more so now that they, like, would rather just stand firm and they're not caring than appease people that are being, uh, that are experiencing these, like, uh, injustices. So. Mm. I think maybe the one positive thing that we can take away from all this is that the next time um, such an event 
not even, I think before such an event happens again, it might discourage um, certain, uh, I think it might discourage like the police in general and just be like, we're not willing to take on this kind of heat again, you know, because uh, this was a really big, highly publicized event that um, I'm pretty sure if not for anything else, like they might just not want this kind of public attention again. You're saying that now or you're saying that you were hoping that that would be I'm hoping that that would be the one outcome that could come out of this. I don't think that that's going to be the outcome. I like that is why I think for me personally, I'm so big on charging these uh, police officers because it just you kind of want to remove that safety blanket from police officers. But and, you know, like the general opinion for people that are on the opposite side of this argument is that you don't want to discourage police officers like the police officers are doing like selfless work and if they make a mistake you but should. i kind of do want to discourage the police officers because the thing is uh murder manslaughter those things are illegal it's not the person who does them that makes them illegal it's the act themselves that mm-hmm. is illegal so if i shoot a police officer i go to jail but if a police officer shoots me nothing happens but if he shoots the neighbor's wall he goes to jail yeah it's it's very confusing because it's like why is there discretion like you know like i I, like i understand the idea like from a sympathetic kind of angle but i mean i don't I don't really sympathize too much, but I understand the idea. But it's like the laws even in themselves kind of like have that built in. Like manslaughter is a thing for inadvertently killing somebody with negligent actions and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a whole different um, charge for it because the nuance is understood. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, you shot Miss Taylor because her husband or boyfriend shot at you. And you thought you were coming into a drug dealer or some kind of criminal nefarious place. And so that's why you were already on guard and you shot her, but unknowingly and maybe negligently. There's a charge for that. It's not like we're rewriting. We're we're not reinventing the wheel. This is the, the laws have already been created. They're established. Let's follow them this would have been a great time to set precedence it didn't happen but i'm hoping that it will change the climate the climate of policing in general it might change the um acceptance of no knock warrants it might also create better um ordinances and practices in policing i mean i mean i don't know but i feel like at this point um being a black female in america like i have to hope that there is um a purpose a greater meaning behind everything that things aren't just happening um randomly and without reason but there's like a purpose at the 
end of everything. But let's go from sad to sadder, the <laughs> presidential debates. Did you watch them? I've seen highlights. You've seen highlights. I've, it's funny I've... because the entire debate was a highlight. <laughs> it's it's as if they were they were using um it's as if they were like everything I'm gonna say needs to be able to be cut into a YouTube clip. Mm-hmm. Like I want every interaction to be something that I can put in the thumbnail. It it was it was ridiculous and um I mean, was it expected? I guess. I guess it was expected. I don't think I expected Joe Biden to all of a sudden become quick-witted and um, to... Sharp sharp with it. Yeah, I don't think I expected him to all of a sudden become, you know, eloquent and put together. I didn't. And I don't think I expected Trump to suddenly have policies and be some master debater. I didn't. But at least I think I expected them to follow the rules that they set, that they agreed to <laughs> for the, the debates. And I think I just expected Biden to be a little more prepared. You know, I feel like if I were on his team, I'd be like, Joe, we know you're not the sharpest tool in the tool shed. However, you don't need to be because your opponent is Donald Trump. You don't need to be suddenly, you know, the greatest candidate for presidency. You just have to be smarter than him. And I and I guess that's where I'm disappointed because I do believe that Joe Biden is smarter than Trump. But I think that, one, he's just very old. Two, <laughs> it's hard to keep a conscious stream of thought with loud in the background but I like I don't want Joe to go into the next debate thinking that people are listening to hear policy Hmm. they're not this is not the time for that the time is to figure out how to embarrass Donald Trump because that's the only thing that his constituents respond to yeah I mean I don't know I felt like I felt like within this situation, it was kind of a lose-lose thing because it's like you're not you don't really get to like land your land anything that you have presented with Trump on the stage. You you're just sitting here and you're just kind of countering. Do you think that like what I was hoping? Because obviously Trump supporters are gonna find a way to just turn this around and be like, look at our president just handling handling things with poise and grace and mm-hmm. you know look at how he told um joe that he's not smart um and all of that stuff but will it maybe convince people who thought that they could like this was another hillary and trump situation where it's just like they're both horrible people i'm not voting my vote doesn't count anyways like do you think that'll convince those people to vote no i think that this probably did the opposite because it made them feel like, oh, I'm not voting. Yeah. I think that's the dumbest thing, especially if they just stuck around long enough to hear Donald Trump say, Proud Boys, uh, white supremacists, stand back and stand by. Stand by for what? Mm-hmm. I think that in general, like for the people that aren't voting, they kind of 
they're looking at this as like a circus, you know, like, and this is this debate added to that. That was a new performance within the circus. So I feel like that would push them further left. I feel like for other people, like for me, the only hope when looking at the debate was that you kind of, again, you get to embarrass Donald Trump and not for like the sake of just being like a gotcha moment, but for the sake of kind of hurting some of his uh, credibility with his supporters, because a lot of his grandstanding and his like just meandering allows him to like look like he's in a uh, like in the high position. I don't think that happened, Alex. Actually, CNN reported that um, the Proud Boys had a spike in membership after the debate. I can imagine. It's it's not like, I don't know. It's not like this is a situation that um, is necessarily Joe Biden's. Like, this isn't his playground. This isn't his, his position. The, what I took from the whole ordeal is that we've got to figure out how to uh, become registered gun owners. I don't know what the Proud Boys are standing by for, but I want to be ready mm-hmm. when they're given their orders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, Trump is not planning on having things end smoothly. But, you know, you got to be prepared for that. We do. We have to be prepared for that. So, um, agreed. I I think I'm gonna look into that. And honestly, like this is one of the moments where, like, you know, it's I don't want to like get the FBI at our house <laughs> or anything, but history can be made here. Okay, like negatively. I mean, like you know, I know there's somebody out there who wants to be oh in gosh, the history yeah. books. <laughs> Okay, for uh-huh. saving America. From... I think we're already too late from that. No, 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 no. There is someone out there. Like, don't shoot up schools and go to um, concerts and shoot up concerts. Th- those things aren't going to get your names remembered. And now we're doing the thing where we're not even going to say those people's names because not, we're not going to give them the fame that they uh, want. But there's another way to get that fame. I don't think that we should be endorsing this. I, I'm but... not saying that I'm endorsing it. I'm just saying that that's an alternative uh, alternative thought. You yeah. know, there is there is an alternative thought. You know, if you want to be a mysterious person, where till this day we still don't know who conducted this historic moment. Mm. You know? Or if you want, to, if you want your name to be known, you know, like put it on a shirt walk in there proud and just do us all a favor yeah we're definitely on some fbi shortlist right now we're not because what have i said whatever they're hearing i haven't said anything listen our agent is listening right now they're like oh gotta run this up to corporate speaking of shooting Hmm. um the next topic is tori versus meg (sighs) okay so (laughs) Tory Lanes, we all now know, well, we thought we knew. We thought. That he shot Meg the Stallion in the foot. And that he said, dance, when he <laughs> shot her. That's allegedly. terrible. Yes, okay. Meg went on her platform and gave her side of the story. Now, Tory has drugged himself from 
whatever hideout he was at and his released music mm-hmm. as his stance on what happened. And it sounds a little bit like like gaslighting. It sounds a little bit like um, victim blaming. It sounds a little bit like... Uh, it sounds a little bit like, Meg, you should have reported him to the cops. That's what it sounds like. It does sound like that. Because it gets a little funny when after the situation has happened, the investigation's been gone, done, and you swore up and down that he did not shoot you, or you don't know who shot you. I don't know what you said to the cops, but for some reason, okay, uh, Tori is now emboldened to release music on this. Which could not be at the council of a legal team. No. This, is, this doesn't seem right, but maybe he's just like, before I go to jail, let me just make some quick money. I mean, they're going to freeze your assets anyway. But um, I feel like, I don't know, this situation has been a, uh, it's been, it's been increasingly like depressing me. <laughs> because I, everything's just sad yeah, everything on the docket is just sad honestly it's like this was one of those things that i had like when i had when the situation broke i had kind of like wrapped it up in my brain i was like i don't know what happened but you know now you were sure that tori did not shoot me yes i was like i don't know what happened i'm not making any uh i'm not committing to any opinions because this is ridiculous and as it continued to unfurl i was like all right cool i'm leaning more towards Tori shot her. He made a mistake. Yeah. I'm like, something happened something horribly happened. wrong. This is, it's probably him, but something happened. Then Meg does her live, and I was like, okay, by going off of this scenario, I can definitely see how Tori shot her. But, and even in that, but I was like, you know, I'm willing to, I guess I'm not like a, a, as much of a social media person, but I'm willing to allow Tori Lane to just deal with whatever repercussions that this situation had without me like, timing in on it yeah i'm like you know like you shot her that's messed up you should probably have to pay for that Mm -hmm. so i left it i let it go and now he's come out with this album and it's like for what why why did anyone need to hear this and it's even worse is that there are people mostly mostly men but some women as well that are siding with this that are like yeah, man, it's a smear campaign because Tory Lane Yo, has Joe left Budden his... has put out the word smear campaign, and, yeah, and now it that's it's here. trending. It's here. I hate that. I hate how social media like just like recycles words, mm-hmm. and now it's a buzzword. It's like oh, it's a smear campaign because he's he's left his label, and it's like no, 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 no. This is honestly, if this is a smear campaign, this is a terrible smear campaign because if it was really a wanted to be smeared, there'd be video evidence of this shooting they'd be everything would be out here like there is more to this case than what we have but Mm -hmm. we don't have much because for whatever reason this case is more tight-lipped than the uh um smollett situation exactly which had to do with police bribery and maga and Uh lynching so many things that probably should have been covered up but we got all those information. And we got it pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, but two people, one is shot. Who could have shot the person? I'm saying. 
there's only there's only a, a driver slash security guard and a friend where this is like that game where it's just like you know it's like these are the three parties who killed the butler yes yeah, it's, it's a riddle it's like i'm like what what color was tori wearing no it's there's one gun in the car he's arrested with the, i saw somebody but everyone post, had a gun i guess i saw somebody post on twitter was like if tory lane's um if tory lane's has the gun and he's found with the gun and megan is supposedly found with uh gunshot wounds when they're supposedly what, gunshot wounds. that's the same thing he said in his song yeah. he's like how you got shot but no bones were broken she showed the picture that's how it's in my heel and people and so the dude is like yeah and she supposedly got shot but there is no the police didn't do any investigation they didn't trace the bullets they uh, because she said no that he didn't shoot her i'm saying and they're like oh but they shouldn't need a statement from her to to try the case i'm like one first someone needs to press charges yeah. someone has to press charges and two if <laughs> probably what happened is was meg was shot but there was no gun Mm-hmm. There's probably no gun. That has that. I feel like that has to be it. You feel like they found the gun afterwards. I feel like they had to find the gun afterwards. Then it's like, whose gun is this? I don't know whose gun that is. Mm-hmm. That ain't my gun. I ain't never seen that gun before. Mm. That could very well be true. And like, because the only charge that they had on Tori was con- uh, was carrying a concealed weapon, and it's like. I'm just saying, like, if there's so much gray area, the only thing that we are for certain is that Tori has a gun. And we are for certain, as much as people like to, oh, but how your bones ain't broken, blah, 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 blah. We have video evidence of Meg cutting out of the car with blood leaking from her foot. Maybe he's saying that she shot herself. With what gun? There's only one gun reported. Maybe he's trying to say that she shot herself after that situation. I don't know. Or maybe he's trying to say she shot herself. Yeah, he gra- she grabbed his gun and, and shot, shot herself, herself walking away. She was away like, oh, you're going to jail tonight. Bah! And then maybe she regretted it after the police came. Uh-huh. It's it's just ridiculous. Maybe she didn't want the police involved. She just wanted to go to social media and be like, tell you shot me. Um, But that got thwarted when the white people in the neighborhood were like, oh my God, I heard gunshots and there are a lot of black people <laughs> at the Kardashians tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The like a lot of these situations that people are just like, no. The worst part is that people aren't even hypothesizing anything. They're just saying, "Well, how do we know?" And what if, what if it wasn't like that? And it's like, yeah, shut up. Like, shut up. Nobody needs the devil's advocate over here. To shut up, let the situation play out, and not even like I don't know. I'm confused. Why is Tori still able to even speak? Like. I thought cancel culture was a thing, but I don't think it works in the black community. I think it doesn't work if you make music that people enjoy. Is it only music? I don't think it's only music because people are still watching uh, the Cosby show. Yeah, I guess if you if people like you or like whatever you're you're producing. Are you sure? Because Donald Trump told. Uh, white supremacists to stand back and stand by. Mm, but white supremacists don't cancel people. But black people should cancel people. I think I think Donald Trump has canceled in black circles. I don't think so. I feel like we're going to watch the next debates. I think that uh, 
because when white people cancel people, it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm not listening no, to you. No, it's it I will done. ruin you. <laughs> yeah. That's what it means to be canceled. None of the people oh, yeah. We're not who doing that to do like, and but it's like specifically black people themselves don't effectively cancel anyone. Like R. Kelly still has women writing in petitions to get him out of jail and sending him money. Like, they have, like, picket fences and everything. Like, people are like, Black Lives Matter, and they're like, free R. Kelly. I guess, I don't know. That's like, um, we just, I, I guess we don't um, use our collective weight that way. I think a lot of these things, topics end up being, one, fleeting, and two, there's just a lot of just, like, discord amongst Black people in this kind of, like, in this age. So we can never really stick to a, thing like there's still a whole bunch of people out there that are like either a yeah i don't care what r kelly did or b i don't know what r kelly did it's on tape they don't meg we have everything but the video of tori shooting her we have everything but that and people were like or even yeah, like a, a doja cat she seems to be doing perfectly fine yeah people didn't i don't know what was people doing people that's one of those situations where people don't really care and they just act like they care so is it that we just don't care about anything? We don't care about anything. It might be that. Gucci's not canceled. It's just like, oh, people are allowed to uh, say horrible things about black people, to do horrible things to black people, to spread horrible things about black people, to militarize people against black people. Like these mm-hmm. things are done. And then there's actual no tangible repercussion from it. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't really understand what their uh, what their influence is on these situations. But that's a lie because what the media will have us believe is that Black people are so influential in American culture and yeah. American politics. Yeah, but I don't think people like internalize that. Like people don't understand that like okay, yeah, black people are so influential because they'll be like, you know, like, hip-hop is the most dominant genre, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, they don't really understand that, like, hip-hop is the most dominant genre. Like, every tweet I post, every like I put on a song is part of that influence. They don't understand that. They just go around, they'd be like, oh, yeah, people want to copy this. People want to be like this. It's of no, like, none of my participation is, is leading towards that. And I feel like that's kind of like the situation with a lot of these cancel culture thing because people aren't willing to take a stand on things. Like with white people, they're willing to not consume and not even not consume, but like to protest this, like to legitimately ask for and seek out like the end of whatever you're doing, like with the whole Nick Cannon situation. But black people are just Did like- Did they protest? There was no time to rally up people. Not even like it's protesting like he said like it on a discord. Monday and like, on a Tuesday he was fired. Yeah, like not even protesting like pu- public like outcry, more so like protest like your actual position. I feel like um, with a lot of, with black people in general, it's like, I feel like people are like, they're out- outraged by it, but they don't understand or they are not willing to use their own agency to affect change. It's kind of like the Kaepernick kneeling thing. It's like, people are like, oh, this is so dumb. And it's like, it's not. Like, I'm using my agency to bring awareness and affect change in the way that I think is the most sensible. I feel like it's so strange because our community probably 
has, we have reason to cancel people, but we don't cancel people. And I guess the position is that we don't want to cancel people, right? We want to be able to forgive people. We want to um, give people a chance for growth. But the difference is other people are canceling people for things they did in the past Mm -hmm. that's coming up now or ideas that they've outgrown or we don't even know if they've outgrown them. We don't give them a chance to retort when we're like, when we present them with some nonsense that they did that was disparaging towards a group of people. But things are actually happening today that people should be canceled for. And rightfully so. Like, I don't think it's too much to say that Doja Cat should have felt the effects of what she was saying in the discord because the importance of precedence is so it's like it's so significant when you set precedence for something you not only are you making a historic moment but you recreate the future as if you were a doctor strange with the multiple lines of infinite like parallel realities right when you set precedence, you basically shift yourself from one reality into another reality. That's how important your your voice, you're taking a stance for something is. And I think that sometimes people think that they are controlling something. You know, when you feel like you can't control anything, you you try to do like go against what they're asking you to do right because then you feel like you're controlling something like a kid who rebels against their parents because they feel like they don't have any control over their future but they have control over themselves and so they just do the opposite of what their parents have asked them to do like you're not voting because you feel like joe biden is um the best person to be the president of the United States out of all of the people in America, you're voting because the trajectory that America would be on with another four years of Trump is bad. And you want to be able to shift that reality. And literally you choosing to vote could do that. You are going to make sure that Tory like Meg the Stallion one receives retribution for what happens there. And then Tory Lanez two receives the consequence for what he did because then you are you are literally controlling their future. You get to pick whether Tory learns from this and whether Meg learns from this as well. Because we don't want the narrative to be don't don't let black men face the consequences for their actions. Mm-hmm. And you don't want the narrative to be, don't believe black women after they've been victimized by a black man. Because the world that that becomes the rule in is sad. Yes. And I think that that is kind of like a slight positive of kind of having so much uh, access to people with social media. 
you kind of get to hear that because that world is the world that we live in. We live in a world where Monique says what she says and she's like poo-pooed for it. Like we live in a world where police can shoot somebody in their bed and they can get off on that. But it's like, I, I don't think people understand the importance of precedence and people don't understand the importance of creating the future that we live in. Like, the reason why like Supreme Court hearings are, are so important is because that these are the, the, the decisions that continue to shape the way our laws are interpreted from here on out. And people don't really understand that they don't kind of take that principle into effect when they're when they're talking about situations like this. Like people, a lot of people like look at a Tory versus Meg situation and they're just like, oh man, I don't know what happened, blah, 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 blah. Yo, you got to like discretion 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 but it's like you can't have discretion in situations like this because it creates a gray area where other people can be victimized but this is not a, a this is not a case of discretion though there's no discretion to be made you shoot someone and you go to jail those are the laws we cannot apply discretion when those are the laws because do you, the law does that have room for that kind of discretion? It doesn't. They're already written in. The discretions are written in, you know? So mm-hmm. if you shoot someone, but you didn't do it intentionally, that is, there is something for that. If you shot someone and you did it intentionally, but not to shoot that person, to shoot the person behind them, mm-hmm. there is a law written for that. If you shot into the air, but it ends up hitting someone, there is a law written for that. So there's no room for discretion. The law does not say if you shot someone, but you are a young and promising R&B slash hip hop personality who has understood that you made a horrible mistake, then you are thereby acquitted. There's no law that says if you are a person who shoots someone in their own home, in their own bed, but are a policeman, mm-hmm. you are then absolved of all responsibility. Those laws aren't written there. And so that discretion cannot be applied. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like if you are like even away from discretion, but like um, uh, people are looking for like, a a more fitting punish punishment like people are like sympathetic to these scenarios and people are looking for a more like putting uh punishments that fit what their weighing of this uh, scenario is that weighing that sympathy can be had in court like it like you will have this take out uh take place in court and as it goes if you can make that case you know you'll get the sentencing that you'll get but it's like I feel like people you're trying to protect them by not taking them to court is like a complete failure of the system that we have. Set in place. It's not even a failure of the system. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb when like, I'm sorry, my, this might be a place where I'm just, uh, I'm not a, a gen, I'm not a generally em- empathetic person. Mm-hmm. So this might be one of those areas where I'm lacking empathy, you know, but you uh, not taking the the father of your child to court 
because you don't want this to be a legal issue, right? You just want him to pay the child support. If he pays the child support, then you don't have to take him to court. You don't mm-hmm. have to draft up legal documents. You're essentially not understanding how law works. Mm-hmm. Taking him to the courthouse and having the judge award you child support does not then so- somehow check him into the prison pipeline system. That's mm-hmm. not what happens. What checks him in is his actions. His actions check him in. So let's say your son's father, right, has missed child support payments. And he comes to you and he tells you that he's missed them because he's been laid off from his job because of corona. Before he comes and gets taken away by the police, you have to press charges. You have to alert the court that he has not made child support payments. And then they go and get him. So no, take your the father of your child to court. Draft up the papers so that you both know how much is expected, when it's expected, and what the repercussions are for when it is not received. That way, everyone is held accountable. Everybody knows all the moving parts. And there is no gray area. If someone shoots you, whether you love them or you don't love them, whether you understand that the cops are killing Black people or not, you have to protect yourself, especially if you've been shot already. Mm-hmm. Protect yourself. The purpose of explaining to the cops what happened is not that, oh my God, I'm going to send this man to jail. The purpose of it is making sure that what happened is written down somewhere mm-hmm. so that this doesn't turn around and affect you now your friend maybe she's not that good of a friend maybe some things went down that severed your relationship but maybe that that didn't your friend could now become a suspect to something when you know exactly what happened you could put other people in potential jeopardy because you refuse to put down in black and white exactly what happened That's the purpose of doing those kind of things. It's to protect yourself. And actually, okay, we should close up after this. But Mm -hmm. a situation happened where um, I witnessed a friend go through a sort of, uh, I guess, mental breakdown over um, some personal thing happened to her, right? And she had a breakdown. She was wailing. She was crying. She was on the floor. And I was, it was me, uh, my female friend, and a black friend. And we're all. Male friend? And a male friend. And we're all black. Yeah. And my male friend became like, I mean, we were already concerned, but now he's alarmed because this is his apartment. And he's just like, I don't need them calling the police because a woman is wailing in my apartment. Mm -hmm. That's just not the optics I'm trying to have, (laughs) especially in this climate. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can understand. Now, the friend starts saying some things that are um, that are alarming, saying things like, I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I just want this to end. And. 
they're not saying the word suicide exactly. But they're alluding to. But they're alluding to it. Now, we call the suicide hotline because I didn't want to call the police. I didn't want to call the police because, again, she is wailing. Mm -hmm. He is a black man. I am another black female. When they arrive and if they hear this wailing or if other people complain about the crying, I just don't want to create a situation that I could put my male friend in trouble over something that'll then further tip the mental stability of the female friend who's had because how horrible are you going to feel if you've escalated the situation you know and then how irreparable Mm -hmm. would the relationship become if that friend goes to jail because it's going to be like the situation you were having a breakdown over something that was the personal issue of yours that I was trying to help you through and it sent me to jail. You know, I just, I feel like there was no good that was going to come to the police. And also, I don't know the police to know how to de-escalate these kind of situations. So Mm -hmm. I called the people who are supposed to know how to de-escalate the situation. I called the suicide hotline. Now, when I relayed this story to somebody else, they were like, oh, you should have called the police. How would you have felt if that person died? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, how would I have felt if that if anyone died because I called the police? Yeah. How would the per if the person who was going through the breakdown didn't die from that interaction and somebody else did? How is she going to go through it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would I even invite that possibility like i don't i don't get that you know but not to say that i was gonna say oh i'm not gonna call anybody because i'm not trying to you know Mm -hmm. have anybody go to jail that's irresponsible Mm -hmm. you know i just i feel like we have to take the steps to create in the world that we want to live in because the one we are in right now is just seeming very sad and i'm hoping it's just that this is a bad week but yeah. that days to come are going to be better because i just i yeah, don't know i don't know i, I feel, I feel like, defeated i guess i feel like in these kind of situations like i don't know i feel like again people don't kind of realize like one their agency and two like the uh the i guess slightly more macro view of a lot of these situations like in your friend situation or in like a tory versus uh meg situation like in these kind of when you have a situation a scenario where you're like you don't want to call the cops you don't want to escalate a situation like that in general it's like yes this can you might want to leave this to be a a permissible uh situation where you're like all right we're gonna get through this on our own accord blah 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 blah. but you doing that and then taking yourself and then not voting in whatever local elections and not participating and not uh being a vocal proponent of whatever outcries or whatever canceling or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say you are 
you are moving yourself towards more of those situations happening. You're moving yourself towards a worse a worse future. Like, and it, like you shouldn't. I know that a lot of people feel like you can't trust the police, and like even in your situation, I'm like, you're a person is suicidal. How are the police going to help you? They're not. But you. But you know, people would think that oh, they are. They're trained to do that. They are trained to do that. But here's the thing: they're also trained to not, not shoot people. people who are having um, a mental health disorder. But they killed that woman who was bipolar and off her meds and singing or something. I don't remember her name. But they also killed that young boy who was feeding the cats. Mm-hmm. You know, so are they trained? They're not. not. And but if we want them to be trained, we have to be vocal. And well, I mean, I've been not even that that even if they're not if they're not trained, if they're not not trained, because here's the thing. um, There are multiple different um, government departments for different things. Okay, Mm -hmm. like it's only in the TVs in white neighborhoods that there's a cat stuck in the tree. So you call the fire department, department, you know, there are departments for everything. You know, if you're if you have a flood in your house, you're not going to call 911. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need to figure out what those departments were. If if mental health wasn't being um pushed so hard how would i have known that there wasn't a, uh, a suicide hotline if it wasn't like a it, there's a suicide epidemic going on from my youth mm-hmm. where they're like if your friend is going through something call this hotline right mm-hmm. because of the spike in children committing suicide is why i even know that there is such a hotline and that hotline is created because somebody realized that there's this weird thing happening and there's nothing there to address it there's nothing there to service it and so they created something for it that needs to be what we aspire to do. It cannot be that, um, for example, the debates were crap, right? Yeah. That does not mean then that we're just like, well, economy's dead. I'm not economy. I'm sorry. Democracy's dead. Yeah. Voting uh, doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we get to situations like this because of that kind of. Uh, those kind of opinions Th- or those kind of thoughts like but instead what we do is we reevaluate what happened okay mm-hmm. should we start cutting off mics do we penalize candidates for taking personal attacks do we set a rule that there needs to be social etiquette and civility mm-hmm. at these events you know because that's what was there prior because in the past, you know, being a politician was something you are uh, sculpted and mm-hmm. curated for yeah, as opposed to something you purchase, <laughs> you know. Um, but now it's not that anymore. So the old system has to be changed to make sure that we never get a Donald Trump ever again. The old system has to be codified. Like, you know, <laughs> that's 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 the thing. It's. We don't change it by not voting. Mm-hmm. That's not what we do. We don't change it by uh, people say crazy things about uh, lynching black people every day. We can't imprison everybody who says something crazy about. No, that cannot be. We cannot 
sit back and watch white people literally hunt black people okay Mm -hmm. what it means is that the culture has to shift so if there was a culture where black people didn't own guns because of the jim crow laws of the south because of um the high rates of incarceration because we have been considered citizens for uh, what 70 70 years yeah you know well that has to change by black people getting yourselves a registered firearm, learning how to use it. Because white people are afraid of white people with guns and they get guns so that other white people with guns don't use their guns against them. So now we have to wake up and realize that, damn, these white people with guns are using them against us. And they're going to keep locking us up if we keep purchasing guns from them without being registered. Mm -hmm. So let's get registered. Let's learn how to use the guns. Let's educate ourselves on politics and how to move our our weight around when it comes Mm -hmm. to politics. Let's participate in the systems at hand. Yeah, and the way we move our weight around is not by saying we're influential in hip-hop, and that's why you should come to our show and dance for us. That's not how we, we move our weight around. We need to be... We need to be organized. We need to be as organized as the mafia was with politicians, okay? You need us. They felt those things about them as well. Mm-hmm. This is not new. White people are not new to this. Uh, discrimination. Discrimination yeah. is a thing for them, okay? But still, when it came election time, white people had to come out of their suburban houses and talk to these mafia heads and trade their daughter for those votes, We need to move as organized as that. Because it's it's so strange how other immigrants come and then they get to have the upper hand over the newer immigrants. But black people are the first... Well, no, white mm-hmm. people are the first immigrant. Yeah, but-, but we're the first ones that are no longer... That um, we're the first ones to be under the white people. Mm-hmm. We should be under all the other people. We should be on top of all the other people, not under them. It's uh, yeah, I, I feel not like... that I subscribe to that. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't actually want because you know people don't understand. You the know, point. yeah, it'll get lost. It's not like I actually want black people to uh, stand on other immigrants' necks or for what was Terry Crews going on about black Um, supremacy that's not what i'm advocating what i'm saying is that we have got to realize that the millennium is changing the times the time is here the time has come okay we have to be able to shift the narrative move ourselves to the next line of the next parallel universe create a future 
where we are no longer living as second class citizens. And that does not happen by sitting idly. That does not happen by thinking your vote doesn't count. That does not happen by being just complacent with Mm -hmm. disrespect, with just hate, with everything that we've put up with in 2020. Yeah. And um, there was one last thing I wanted to say. Um, I feel like there are also like a group of people or I feel like when people think about these systems and they think about a lot of the flawedness that we have within them, I think they, they think of they start to like uh, they be they they create a grander narrative for a lot of the uh, movement in the past and where to me I love the the at least the feeling of radicalness that we have now it's like you know there's at least like uh, a penchant to be an outcry. Do you love it because I feel like it's just it's a bit it's performative. A little, it's a little deja vu-y. It's a little deja vu-y. Like I feel like. There have been multiple Black renaissances. There have been multiple civil rights um, resurgences. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like every generation has one. But if you think about it, we've kind of been in this kind of state of heightened Black coverage, at least since like Trayvon Martin. Like, you can... That's not true. There was heightened Black coverage since as far back as... Uh... Uh, what started the the LA riots and all that stuff? I can't remember his name, but Rodney King. Rodney King. Yes, I think that no, because I feel like when you have like a Rodney King or an uh, Amadou Diallo, like those situations are isolated. This uh, we they literally... were isolated. The black community knew that was happening. It was isolated to white people. This was the first time that they witnessed it happen and it's not just black people saying these police people are coming in and just beating the crap out of us. Yeah, but I feel like with the you you have to admit that there has been a uh, a heightened coverage like we have yeah, like Alex, 70 but it's 80 so names. heartbreaking to yes. see that the heightened coverage is doing absolutely nothing. I know, but I feel like when there is pressure, there will be there will be some kind of release. And I don't think that this will dissipate, or at least I'm hoping that it doesn't. I, I enjoy the fact that like we're like it's legitimate. If it has to be riots, then it has to be riots. Like people are not not being like, oh, here it comes again. You know, people are legitimately angry. And I feel like that is a positive thing because, again, I feel like a lot of people, they kind of like uh romanticize the days of old and they romanticize like the uh, uh turn of civil rights or not yeah civil rights and they they romanticize like um the end of slavery and things like that but i think that you kind of have to understand that a lot of these things were very incremental these are things that we talk about in spans of 10 20 years and i think that in the progressions in the black wall streets in the harlem renaissances in those things they they carry on if they don't care if they carry on 40 years from then they still carry on so I, I think that right now we are still like in a in an age of progression but I think that it's very important to not be dissuaded by the or maybe not even dissuaded disheartened by the 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 outcomes that we've, we're seeing I think I'm 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 calloused <laughs> I'm completely calloused I'm at to the point where it's just like you know what 
maybe we do want the Proud Boys to stand Yikes. back and stand by. Because you know what that means then? That means that um, when that happens, things like the police and the military will have to splinter. Like, because, you know, that's usually how a change of regime works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you You get a military state. And then when you have military, because you need power to change regime. And the only way you're going to get that is by having something that's already organized and ready for battle at your disposal, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that's Trump's plan and he's like, I'm not leaving this position, okay? And if they want to take me out, they're going to have to do it by force. So I'm militarizing my people, right? Although he is the commander in chief, there are black people on the police force. There are black people in the military. There are white people who don't necessarily believe that they need to fight their own citizens. I don't know. And I feel like if faced like with straight up war against their people, they'll have to make a decision. And I'm sure there are going to be lots of people who are going to make the decision to uh, fight for Donald Trump, but there are also going to be people who are going to make the decision to fight for what's right. And maybe that's what needs to That's how you defund the police. We need a new civil war. Yeah. Okay, well, that was... It was a lot. I'm that hoping that next next uh, week's discussion, we could talk about something lighter. Hopefully. There's something like... No, I think we have to like make oh, a fine. conscious effort <laughs> to talk about something that is going to like uplift people. Because I feel like I was just doomsday on this episode. And I was doomsday on last episode, too. Hmm. Well, hopefully we can find brighter news. Thank you for listening to Crowning Podcast. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, Leave a like or a rating on whatever podcast streaming app you prefer. And uh, don't forget to check out the next episode.